Oh, f it up and get Sambuca. Take off that vest. You look like a Aladdin. Why don't you want to be the provider for your family and provide them with the very best house and the very best food and the very best clothing, and the very best this, the very best that? Until I met my wife, I was like, I would never cry. I would always hold it back. And now I'm like, I start getting teared up at the commercials. Now you're talking. Now, and that's now I got the now I got you rolling. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The, the Burn Down. I'm Justin, a.k.a. The Dapper Cigar. This gentleman over here. Hey, hey, what's up, guys and gals? It's Eric, a.k.a. Brother Cigar, a.k.a. Slick Rick, a.k.a. DJ EJ, a.k.a. AKA your yeah. mother's favorite DJ. Word up. He already knows. I thought you were going to say it with me, because that's usually what happens. So I was going to say your sister's favorite DJ. Oh, okay. Well, your mother's uh, good, too. If you're new to this channel, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. Uh, website burnoutpodcast.com become a member $5 a month exclusive uh, discounts and giveaways check out our cigar the blueprint you get 15% off if you're a member um, and that's Should it I shut off that annoying sound is that getting picked up or you can shut it off if you want just be talking man no. we got a lot of shit to say right there's a lot up in the dome that needs to come out the mouth sometimes it bypasses the filter a lot of times it bypasses the filter Wow. But it is what it is. Well, this is the first I'm going to be using my wabam. Burn down. Wabam. Burn down torch. Look at this. Ooh. Burn down podcast on the back. Burn down podcast yes. on the grip. And you know what? It is, it's so much nicer when it's your own. Because when <sighs> I, I had the same exact torch, I think it was from AJ Caldwell, but I was like, eh, it's all right. It's now nice it says burn down. So for the people that don't know, we have our accessories. Um, I'm sure by this time when this episode comes out. You'll uh you'll have your own, but unless, unless we sold out at the event. Event, but cutters, lighters, ashtrays, travel cases. We actually have the ashtray right here. Look at that! Oh, I know it's yeah, nice. It's and we're gonna be drinking a little bit of uh, just give me a little dab right there, yeah. A little cava de oro extra on yeho. My phone is blowing up right now. Is this important? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh -oh. oh boy! What's going on? Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! What's going on with you, Oh, man? boy. Don't they know it's podcasting time? I know. Time? It's podcasting time. It's podcasting time. Well, um, anyways, what Justin's doing is thing on his phone. Yeah, bear with me one I watched, second I here. watched something on uh, on YouTube earlier today, and it was on the Vice channel, and it was like, be a man. And it was like a debate between like- Be a man. Modern, modern, I think it said modern, modern, modernists. Is that how you say it? Modernists? You know, like traditionalists and modernists. Oh, Okay. So, I don't even know how you say it, but modernists versus traditional, like, men. And they were talking about, like, what it is to be a man versus now versus then, blah, 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 toxic masculinity, whatever that is. But my question is, you know, in a crazy world where sometimes you kind of get, like, shunned for being a man. Being a man. You know, and cigars are for guys and gals, but it is a very male-dominated industry. You know, where are cigars going to be in like 10 years? You know, do they think uh, it's going to be like the, the booming 90s in the cigar 90s? Or is it going to take a little bit of a slump because society and the way things are now, like it's kind of taking a little awkward turn and we don't know really know what it looks like. I think cigars are going to, I don't think they're going to take it back, you know, no, back to no. society. I think cigars no. are just going to be even more than what they are 10 years from now. I think they're going to be more popular. I think they'll be enjoyed by many more. 
Uh, yeah. that's just that's just my opinion on it. No, yeah, I I was I got sidetracked on my phone. It was a uh, um, my phone blew up with like f- five six text messages all from the same guy. Like a real quick, I was like, okay, let me just take care of that really quick. Uh, but yeah, it was. I don't think they're going anywhere, right? I think they're actually going to blow up more. Um, it is an older industry. Uh, it is, but it is getting younger. No, it is getting younger, and I yeah. think that's what we have going for us. Is a lot of people that have listened to us and watched us have said that it's we're kind of the up and coming, right? Because we're blending the podcast world and social media world with an older uh, industry. So I do think that we'll see. You know, you're starting to see it a little bit more. There's a lot more events, like cigar events, people yeah. coming together. So I think that we we are seeing it. And to go off of the uh, the B man. I'll be, oh, you be a, you be a lady, <laughs> and I'll be a man. Instead of instead of coworkers, let's be. Come on, let's go back to the co people. <laughs> but I let's, think I do see more. You do see more women coming into the industry. Yeah, it still is a very male dominated industry. Um, I think that traditionally, it is a masculine uh, act, if you will, masculine art yeah. form. Cigars are masculine I art think, form. I yeah, I think cigars. I think the act of smoking a cigar is more masculine. I look at it like this. You know, when you think of cheerleading, it's a girl. It's a very feminine girl thing. But there's male cheerleaders, or or maybe even better example, nurses. Nurses are very. It seems like a very feminine position. Mostly are female, but there are male nurses. There are male uh, yeah. cheerleaders. So it just has that, I guess, that stigma because it's been dominated by a certain gender, if you will. You know, where nurses are primarily women, cigar smokers are primarily men. That's just the kind of way it gets viewed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think what I was trying to get at is that, like, just because you smoke, it doesn't mean, like, all right, you're doing something that is typically done by a man. You're freaking manly. Yeah. Like, you can enjoy a cigar, even if it's a man. Like, okay, a perfect example. Drinking wine, right? Typically... If you're out and about drinking, drinking bourbon, right? Drinking uh, is more of a manly thing, and drinking wine or white wine is more of a, a feminine thing. Yeah. Traditionally, how it is. But if I have a glass of wine, doesn't mean I'm a feminine man because I have one glass of wine, yeah. or because I enjoy wine, white wine, or if I enjoy white wine, or if I enjoy a Pinot Grigio. Yo, why mean, is that? Why do you think? I don't know. Why is white wine more considered? With I don't the know. Ma- females, and then you know, I don't know. But wine. that's, I think, what I was trying to say is just because you like to enjoy something that is typically considered more on the manly side doesn't mean that you're automatically like, oh my God, she's so manly. She smokes yeah, cigars. No. Because no. I've seen plenty of good looking women smoke cigars. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, not to your wife, but I'm like, damn. Perfect son. example. Okay. So like my wife, when she smokes cigars, I'm not instantly like, oh my God, that's so manly. Like, why would you do well, that? You know, it's, yes, I, it's a manly like- thing and more men smoke cigars than women smoke cigars, but that's not. I feel like it gives it gives uh, cigars or it gives it kind of like a cool look or like a new look or a new feeling. Like, you know, when a guy who when like most people think cigars are very manly, right? Men smoke cigars. And then like when they see a female smoke cigar, it's like a whole new world to them. They're like, what? So like, really? Yeah. You, you smoke cigars? Like, wow. That's And it's like a whole like. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think the whole point is that even though that it's traditionally. Uh, a male-dominated industry. It's come up where it's it. Anybody and everybody smoke. Like it's not a male thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, just like you know. Just, I feel like we're beating a dead horse here. Yeah, we kind of maybe are. <laughs> you know, I mean, especially today's day and age, it's like almost like you know, the 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 mantra is like, well, men women can do anything a man can do. Where I think it, there's a fine line between that. You know, like I I don't think a woman can play professional football. Yeah, you know, like I don't think. I don't. Um. <laughs> We're gonna have this is gonna be a, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> We're gonna get some comments on this one, but there are certain things that I think men are better at than women, and there are certain things that I think women are better at than men. Hundred percent. Just I, like just that. That's logical. I think it's just how it is. It's yeah. not. It's not like certain gender is better than the other gender. It's just no. There's two. There's two genders. For, you know, for a reason, and they were both put on this earth to be good. Both be good at certain things. Like if, like for instance, if you're trying to, uh, like do heavy lifting, in general. Now, granted, there are probably some women that can lift more weight than I can, yeah. but in general, men can lift more than women. It's just how it is. It's nothing against anybody. That's just biology, science. Okay, it's just biology. Men are typically bigger and stronger than yeah. women, right? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But on the other side, is like women are natural nurturers of of children yeah just have an innate ability to be loving caring and nurturing of of young not like men can't be i'm just saying like you ever have it's like mother's intuition yeah like they male t- intuition female intuition like it's just a thing a male has intuition to protect you know if he sees something right away his intuition is like you know if he sees something wrong with his kid protect, or his and, wife, pr- protect and provide yeah i gotta protect that you know that that's a male intuition i think yeah, no. we're gonna get a lot of people. That's such toxic. That's so toxic. No, I mean it. It's really not though. Like, you know, what is so toxic about wanting to protect? Right? Or provide, I don't understand. You know? Actually, somebody had asked. Somebody had asked that to me at one point. I heard it somewhere where they said that, um, you know, I want to provide. Like, I want to, you know, work my ass off and be able to provide all of these nice things: beautiful house, cars for my wife, college for my kids, all this stuff. And they said. Um, like, why do you have to do that? I said, but why wouldn't you? Why is it toxic of me to want to provide the very best for my family? I don't even know what toxic masculinity is. Well, they talk is. about like the, the 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 norms of saying that men, you know, have to be strong, have to be protective, have to be provide yeah. provide for their family, have to suppress their emotions, have to do this, have to do that. And it's like, no, but if my family's falling to pieces, like I don't want to say falling to pieces, that's a wrong term, but if like if my family is very, very upset about something then why don't you want to be the strong the strong one for the family to hold the family together yeah men are why mad. don't you want to be the provider for your family and provide them with the very best house and the very best food and the very best clothing and the very best this the very best that why don't you want to do that well yeah i think i think men are naturally like solution seekers or or problem solvers mm-hmm. like if they see a problem they initially want to fix it right away like you know how how can i do this how can i make this better how can i ease the pain blah 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 but uh, yeah. So to go back, I think that's just like a natural male thing for the most part. Is that you know they want to do that, you know? Yeah. And I, I think it's another thing too is um, with the whole like protective thing, right? Like if shit hits the fan, who's going out first? Right Man. on the Titanic when the Titanic sank, who got to go first? Women and children, uh. and who stayed back? Men. Right when shit hits the fan, and there's a burglar comes in your house, who's st- going up to the front line? 
Good old testosterone men. For the, I want to say for the most part, right? Because obviously there's certain scenarios. Like I, I get it, right? Like that. If, if, for instance, if you're both, you know, ex-marine, armed, military trained, yeah. you're both going. You're both gonna whip some fucking ass, okay? But if there's one who's the bigger, stronger person that can fight versus somebody that can't, who's going? The person that can fucking fight. Yeah. I mean, and granted, everything that we're talking about, it, there's like certain. It's not everything is like this, but I feel like majority of the stuff that we're saying is a general optic. You know, obviously there's there's more stronger, you know, there's stronger women, there's bigger women, there's more, I guess, masculine women. I don't know, but for the most part, I think this is most of society. You know, I, I mean, that's how I was raised. You know, my dad was the sole provider. My mom stayed back and took care of the house and the kids and doing all this stuff and my dad was the sole breadwinner and took care of everything and you know my dad always said like listen you you take you endure all the stress you take on all the stress the less stressful your wife is the better your life is oh 100 percent. i'll take all the hits as long as you're as as long as you're safe and the kids are safe i'll take all the punches i'll take all the hits and i'll take all the the brunt of it to keep them safe yeah i think a, a responsibility as a man is you want to be like a uh What's the word? Like a phrase or word? Like, you know, uh, willing to sacrifice yourself for the ones that you care about. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. Maybe we're, maybe we're old school. We are. 100% <laughs> old school. You know, I've said my piece about what I think it is to be a man. I think that you should protect. I think you should yeah. provide. I think you should be the strong one, the backbone for your family. How do we get back? To, how do we get you from know, cigars I, to this? I don't, I don't know. know. But that, you know, that's that's my piece. And I don't know what else to say. That. And if people say, oh, you're toxic masculinity because you want to be strong and you want to be provided and you don't want your wife to work. You want your wife to stay home and raise the kids. Like, no, I don't. I don't. I've always said this. Is It's not the fact that I that I don't want my wife to work. I don't want her to have to work. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big difference. Right, like, I don't want you to have to. Like, when two people and you have to work to pay the bills, that creates a lot of stress in your family because now you have to offset one person's going to work while the other one's raising the kids, and then one that person switches and they come raise the kids. You never have time for each other. And then if you're both working, then you have to raise find a nanny that is basically going to instill the nanny's values onto your kids because the nanny's raising your kids for the freaking first Bro, you, fifteen years of their life. Like, and that's what I'm, you know. That's what kind of predicament I'm in. It's where me and my wife, we both work full time. And we're like, if you ever see the cost of fucking, well, first of all, we don't want to put our kids through daycare, but you ever see the cost of daycare, bro? Yeah, no. That's why I'm like, no, you stay home. I got it. Fuck bro. the daycare. Because then I think, you think about that, right? And and to, to go back real quick, you know, we're both working, but she's, you know, she's like waiting, waiting for the day to be like, I don't, you know, yeah. you don't have to work anymore. You know, she doesn't want, she wants to be. Like the old traditional way where she takes care of the house, takes care of the children, cooks clean. She, you know, she's like, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. I'm ready to do that. And I'm like, well, we got a lot of bills to pay. Got to make a little more money for, our, you know, for that to happen. But the overall goal is, and I want it. I want it to be like that. I know. You know, it's like, I want, I want to want to emulate how I grew up. Um, and, you know, she wants the same. So it's like, sometimes we're like, fuck. How do we have? How do you have kids when you're both working full time? You know, like that's going to be difficult. People do it. Many people our age do it. There's plenty of people our age that are both working and their kids are in daycare. But you know, I'm, ne- I, I'm never a, a person. I don't want someone else taking care of my kid. Well, that's that's the biggest thing that I I wanted to stress was that it's not 
One is that it's not that I don't want her to. It's that I, I don't want her to have to. Like, if she'd like to, then by all means, but not wow. that you don't have to. So, like, when shit hits the fan and, and, uh, cause, okay, back, back step. You're saying that you don't, I don't want somebody else raising my kids, right? Like, I want us to yeah, raise or, our or, kids. Or our family, like, because, or family. You know, I, I want us. I don't, I don't even, want, I don't want strangers. Honest, I don't even want my family raising my kids. I don't want, I don't want, you know, not raising, but no, 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 helping. I don't no. even want, because I, I hear you. Um, Because here's the thing is you don't get the time back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how many times you say like, oh, I I can't believe it. Like my kids going to college. I remember when they were three years old. I wish I had. I wish I could be back when they were three years. You can't get that time back. For sure. So once you give it away to have somebody else raise your kid for the first seven years, you don't get those seven years back. So why wouldn't you want to have at least one parent staying home the whole time to be with the kids? Yeah. And then if you want to switch, say, okay, listen, I, I, I don't want to, I want to, I'm going to go do something today. Can you stay? Fine. No problem. I'll stay home. I'll work from home. I'll, get, I'll take care of it. But you're always having and raising your kids together, instilling your values on the kids. Because if you're both working and you're sending them to daycare, look at what they're fucking teaching kids now. Okay. With these God knows what on these fucking children's books. Hey, you think you want that? instilled on you no i want what we believe instilled on our kids not what somebody else believes facts so if there's a way that i could say hey i'm gonna work and you stay home so that we have you know and then every and then every single night we get to spend dinner together you know especially if you have a job where like you can work from home occasionally and nowadays a lot of jobs are working from home because of covid so that's kind of like a blessing in disguise but being able to see your kids every single day, being able to put them on the bus, pick them up from the bus every single day, have dinner with them every single day. You don't get that time back. So when it's 15 years old and you're like, oh, fuck, like they were in daycare for, you know, one to seven years old. I missed the first step. I missed this. I missed that. Like you don't get that time back. 100%. So I would rather have and I, and it's, us raise the kid as, as opposed to somebody else raise the kid. And that it's happening more now than it used to. You know, just the way of living and the cost of things, like, you know, it's uh, having like a, especially in New York, having like a single income is hard to come by. Not everyone, not everyone can do it. And I think yeah. another thing too is a lot of people think that, oh, you're, you're, you're so um, dominant in that aspect. Like you want to be control over everything. You want to be, and it's like, no, 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 no. That's just one side of it. Like. You know, going out and and being the the breadwinner is just one side of it. Where, right? Sure. Like, you, in order to raise a family and make the household work, bringing in the money is just one thing. But then, whoever raises the kids and takes care of the house, makes sure the house is clean, takes care of all the bills, keeps the family together, right? Without that, making all the money doesn't fucking do shit. But without making the money, none of that does shit. So it's like it's a team. It's just, a team together, say, and it's like, all right, this is what we have effort. to do. We have to, you know, make money. We have to keep the house in order. We have to raise kids. We have to put food on the table. These are all the things we do. How do we split those up? So it's a team because one without the other doesn't work. Facts. Now you're talking. And now, that's, now I got the, now I got you rolling. <laughs> and and that's so many people think, oh, you're just you just want to be in control. No, no, no. It's it's a team effort, and the two parents have to raise the child or the two parents raise the family and however you split up the roles that's how you split them up right and in in some cases one's gonna make all the money and the other one takes care of the kids vice versa but i think that having at least one 
if you can, one, make all the money and one, stay home, that's the ideal situation. If you can both stay home and that not have to work, then obviously that's the ideal situation, right? Yeah. But if one can make it and one can stay home, then it's great because at least you have one parent that is instilling all of your values into your children as opposed to some somebody else. 100%. And, uh, you know, that's... Yeah. It's a preach on it, son. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> We still don't even know what it means. All right, yeah. so now we're gonna get into something. Let's get into the funny part of it because I looked it up because I have no idea what the fuck it means. Did you? What does it say? I have no fucking clue. All right, so oh yeah yeah. This was the this was all right. Justin went from yeah I don't know. Yeah, well I don't really say I got a lot of shit to say now. Could toxic masculinity is a set of certain male behaviors associated with harm to society and men themselves. All right, so let's backtrack on that. All right. And Harm. then they say sexual assault and domestic violence. Yeah, of course, that's toxic. Yeah. But that's not toxic masculinity. That's just toxic majority of men in general are not looking to do okay, that. Okay, that's obviously. toxic in general. I don't but care what was the first it. sentence? Certain male behaviors are associated with harm to society and men themselves. Okay, one. Harm to society. How are men being men harm to society? One way I can think of of like, if you're like a dictator, like you're fucking Nazi Germany. That would probably be ta- toxic masculinity, driving a whole plethora country of people to dislike, kill other people. Yeah, but I feel like that's not that's not masculine. That's being that's like that's being a dictator. That's being an asshole. Yeah, it's being a c- bitch cunt motherfucker. Like you can be masculine without being an asshole. Yeah, you can be a masculine leader. But I guess I'm I'm just trying to I'm just trying to here's another one. I'm it's, just trying to pick apart what what the that sentence this, means. This one's the easier way. This one's easier to pick apart. This one says toxic masculinity is an attitude or set of social guidelines stereotypically associated with manliness that often have a negative impact on men, women, and society in general. So some of the st- is there is there feminine is there uh feminine uh, to- uh I, I I think what they're referring to as opposed to toxic masculinity and and like toxic femininity is there, and is I there could, such a thing I could have, you can flip it basically what they're saying is there's certain things that that were driven in or or society believes that men should be and they say well why why do they have to be that that's toxic why are you saying that they have to be like that and I said but if that's what you believe then it's not toxic to you yeah. and as long as you're not harming anybody else. Like, what's wrong with providing and being the breadwinner? Or they what's, think that what's, was one of the examples. Or what's wrong with having being fucking jacked and wanting to look good? And yeah, like, and that's what they're saying is that walking that, around with an addict. One of the thing, one of the things that I could I could kind of understand is when they're saying that men need to suppress their emotions. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Like when you're forcing it down somebody's throat, in certain situations, I would say. Like for instance, if your if your family if something tragic happens to your family, and you notice that like your wife and your kids and everybody's devastated, right? And if you want to suppress them to try to be the strong one for the family, yeah, and hold them together, because if they see that you're breaking down, then maybe they'll break down even further. But yeah. if they see that you're strong, maybe they'll have the strength to like pull them up and bring them together. I can see that. But then if you're saying like, oh, you're watching a movie and the movie's really sad and you're a man, you want to cry. They're like, no, don't you fucking cry right now. Be a man. Like that I can see. All right. Maybe that's wrong of society to say, no, you shouldn't cry. I cry all the fucking time when yeah, I watch movies. Like, it was a, obviously for a while, it was like men don't cry. And I mean, I believe that for a, until I met my wife, I was like, I would never cry. I would always hold it back, and now I'm like, I fucking start getting teared up at the fucking commercials. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? But uh, what was I going to go back to? Uh, what were we? I just had something I wanted to say. Oh, no, you're, you're talking about certain things um, with, like, women, too, is there toxic femi- femi- uh, is no, there toxic femininity? Masculinity, femininity? Yeah. That's a fun word to say. 
Toxic femininity. Femininity. But it's like uh, Francisco. That's fun to say. Uh, Francisco. <laughs> but also, I feel like I don't know. It's it's also how how past that I past societies have you know uh, I guess over the years. Like back in the day, it was like the men go to war. The men are masculine and fighting for a war and they come home they take care of their family they don't talk how they feel and yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know now i got you fumbling over yeah i don't know I, I, <laughs> you know when when all this stuff that we're talking about i just think of one scene from the sopranos and it's when tony soprano is first going to therapy and he's talking about his feelings and he's talking about you know things that make him feel soft and he gets all pissed off and he's just like you know you know what happened to the what was it what was his name uh the the Gary Coopers he's like what happened to the Gary Coopers of the world where he kept everything inside and just you know just let, no one ever knew you know what it kind of reminds me of too is um I like that's how, that's how I used to be I used to be like a fucking rock solid stone cold like didn't show emotion didn't want to show emotion and uh you know I didn't I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to people see, like, see me get upset. I always was. I like, used to be like that too. You know what? Because my dad, my dad, my dad, my, but that's just how my dad is. Like he doesn't try to be like that. Like I've seen my dad cry. He's getting softer now with age. Yeah. But growing up, you know, I remember seeing my dad cry for the first. Suck it up. Yeah. And you know, he never said suck it up, but he was like, my like my, my parents were never like, you know, you're don't cry, like you're fucking soft, you're a pussy, but. I never saw my dad cry until like when I lived in Connecticut once and we had one too many and I was with my brothers. We were in New Haven, Connecticut. We're at a bar and we're drinking these fucking crazy tequila drinks and he starts talking about uh, – he talks about talking about something in a family and he just starts getting worked up at the bar. Mm. And my brothers and I – I must have been maybe like, I don't know, 23, 24 and my brothers and I were like, yo, what is going on yeah, right started, now? He like balling out. He started crying and shit. And I balling was like, out in a different way. <laughs> yeah, and I and I, I remember like, oh shit, he's he's human. <laughs> he does have a soft spot, but like, you know, my dad would was like you said, he was always the strong. Like, and if something was going wrong, he was always just like the the, the foundation. Like nothing ever shook him. He just like always took yeah. care of it. And like, I never felt like my dad would break. You know, and he mentioned like you know when you were when you were born, I cried. Blah blah blah. But I'm like, I didn't see that shit. Yeah, of course. But now, like, my dad's in his sixties, like. He's a fucking mush now. Like he's- it's it's funny you say because I remember when your dad at my wedding. I think you were there. Um, I was at your wedding. Yeah, no, I, I mean you were at <laughs> yeah, my wedding. I think you were there. You, you were there when I said it to. I I remember like shaking his hand and telling him like, listen, like Eric, I don't I don't say this enough, but I love you, man. I was Yo, like, he 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 was like heartfelt, right? Because well, I I went up to him. I said we were by the fireplace, and I said you know because Eric's dad was a you know big influence on my life. Was I mean he hired me, and I was. I worked next to him every single day for the last, well, besides COVID, but for the last seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going to all those things. I was traveling with him on planes. Like, I would stay overnight. But, like, I was, he was a big influence. And I remember going up to him at the wedding and saying, like, listen, I don't say this enough. I was like, but I really do love you. Like, I love, you're like my third dad. And he and, was like, taking, he's like, and he oh, was like, man. He's like, oh my! He goes, dude, you're gonna make me cry. Yeah, I was there. Yes, I was there. I was there. Yes, right? I was at your wedding, and I was at that moment too. <laughs> but it was true. I was just like, listen, I, I know I don't say it enough, but and I saw him getting choked up. But my dad, I saw my dad cry uh, one time, and I was, it was, 
I was playing basketball. We were at a place called Island Garden, which was out in West Hempstead in Long Island. And the first half of the game was our championship game. And the first half of the game was just not going our way. Not going my way. Not going our way. Like, I wasn't playing what we were. Yeah. And um, so my dad came up to me at halftime. And I could see, like, tears in his eyes. And he came because he knew, like, how much it meant to me. And how, like, disappointed I was in myself. And he came up to me. And he had tears. And he looked at me. And he goes, do you want to win this game? Because I want you to win this game. And I know that you, I know you can do better. And he was like tearing up. And, uh, because of how like disappointed he saw that I was in myself, he goes, I, he goes, you're going to come out the second half. He goes, we're going to win this game. And he was like all choked up. Actually, I saw him cry the second time was on my wedding day. Okay. It was the second time I saw my dad cry. But, um, but you're right. Like you don't really see them. Like, like our parents, major, I feel like major, and even like my friend's fathers, they're always very stoic and like very like, you know, stone cold, like, didn't always show emotion. Like, it was always, like, rock solid. Like, you know, I wonder if he cries. You know, and I always, like, I always tried to be like that until I met my wife, who was the complete opposite yeah. of me. She's all about emotions and wearing your heart on your sleeve. And then over the years, she's slowly ch- 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 slip, ch- chipping you know, at the block. It's kind of like, it's, I almost want to say that not letting, in certain scenarios, right? Like, obviously, Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Hold on. I'll okay. go back. We were talking about like uh, like if something's going wrong, like, you know, you want the male to be there to to like kind of hold everybody together because, you know, he can't really freak out. And I remember talking to uh, my wife's cousins who are their brothers and they both have two kids. And uh, I, w- I kind of I was like, yo, do you guys find it like you guys are more like the the like more grounded, more logical down to earth and like you know the wives are usually like more frantic and worried and he's like yeah bro he's like you have to be like that because if your wife's freaking out and your kids are freaking out and they see you freaking out then everything's a fucking mess you have to like put on the face and put on the show one like, of them's one of them's gotta not freak out yeah yeah and i was like damn i was like all right and it can go in both ways too like i know sometimes like if i if work's like stress out whatever and i'm getting like super super frustrated yeah my wife like you know calms me down and she stays like level-headed and Bro. But you both can't freak out. There's no one better- of you's got to, and and I think okay. So this is actually now we're getting to a different topic. But I think this is where going back to the team thing is one of you has, has got to stay strong, and you got to recognize when the other one's like about to fall apart. The other one's got to pick it up. There's no better feeling than like being a as a man. Like you're starting to freak out, and you're like kind of like you're kind of like going down it. You're like spiraling you can feel down. It. You can feel it, and then your wife or your girlfriend or your your partner, whoever, is just like yo. It's gonna be all right. Like it's okay. Take a deep yeah. breath. We're gonna be all right. And it's like, oh shit. Yes. Because so one of these has got to be is be the. Because I was always used to just taking things on my own and just letting my spiral spiral out until I was grounded after like a couple hours or whatever. How long or long it took. But then when you have your partner, your wife, girlfriend, whoever, to be like, yo, it's okay, or even a friend, and they're like, yo, it's yeah. okay. Somebody's gotta pick you up. You're like, yeah. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. Got to build each other up. And yeah. I think that one of the things I was going to talk about was um, it's not necessarily a bad thing to learn how to suppress emotions. And what I mean by that is there's a movie called She's All That. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're going to live. But there's a movie called She's All That. And the woman is, um, I forgot her name in the movie, but it's Freddie Prince Jr. and this other girl. Yeah. What's her name? But in the movie, right, she... Um, Gets like made fun of, she gets bullied, blah, blah, blah. And she winds up like 
breaking down and then running away. And Freddie Prince Jr. comes to her rescue, and he, and she says something. She's like, "I swore to myself that I would never let them let them see me cry. I would never let them see me cry." Yeah, and that remind that kind of backs up my point where. And I know it's just a movie, but it backs to my point where it's not a bad thing necessarily to learn how to suppress your emotions because if you're in a competition or if you're in the real world and you have your quote-unquote enemy that is trying to like get under your skin, yeah. to learn how to not let them see that you're upset. I mean, like Especially, and I remember in, in playing basketball, in sports, you never let the other team see that you're flustered or see that you're tired or see that you're frustrated. They got under your skin. You never let them see it. Because yeah. when they do, when they see that, they know they got you and they dig even fucking deeper. Two things. To go off of that, Lance Stevenson, Indiana Pacers, was always good at that. If You're, you're mm-hmm. obviously a big basketball yeah. fan. He, he knew how to like <laughs> get under people's skin. To like bother them to get them off the game, or or Reggie Miller, right? Reggie Miller was pretty good at that too. Yeah, like and he was in the air pacer too. Coincidentally, really weird. So you like you never want to show like your competitors. Your weakness. Yeah, and it go and it goes back to get rich or die trying. Fifty Cent rule number five: show no love, love will get you killed. <laughs> show no love, love will get you killed. And it goes, but but yeah, it goes. I mean, that's a little more Would dramatic. You be loved or feared. <laughs> you know he was high in that in that in that scene. Was he Chad Palantir? No, 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 not Chad. Come on, Chad. You know, think you think Chad smokes the reefer? No, Cologeno was high in that. In that, he, he was smoking the he was smoking a doobie. He was smoking a fucking J bone right before that. And you can really? kind of see it in the scene. He's like glassy eyed. Really? Yeah, he talks about it. He's, He's like, a fucking wreck, isn't he now? Well, he was a prominent actor, a, act, like a young actor making all these roles, and then he got caught up with the wrong people. He got doing, hooked on the devil's lettuce. He got do, doing drugs. He was doing devil's lettuce, and then the lettuce left, and it's just you know, devil. But you know lettuce. what happened to him, right? He got hooked on drugs. And hooked he, on phonics? He didn't get hooked on phonics. I wish he did. <laughs> you he, remember that show, E-Bombs World? Oh, yeah, I remember, of course, E-Bombs <laughs> World. But he got hooked on, uh, I forgot what's his act, what that actor's name. Uh, uh, whatever, Cologeno from the Bronx. I can't think of his name right now. But yeah, he got hooked on drugs. And uh, Chaz was always like, and even Robert De Niro, like, yo, you got to fucking stop. Like, you're going to fucking ruin your life. And he broke in. He was with his friend, like, looking for drugs, looking for pills. And they got a tip, like, the, their drug dealer or their friend had stuff in their place. And they broke into it in the middle of the night when no one was home. And the neighbor was a cop. And he heard him. And he was like, freeze. And the guy he was with shot the cop and killed him. Oh, my god! And then he went, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I mean, now he's out now. Oh, yeah, doing yeah, better, yeah. I think. But, but do you remember that from Ebon's World? What I was talking about with the phonics, the ebonics, whatever it was called, when they used to tell you like how to like how to speak ghetto. Well, ebonics is like like the 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 def- like the Wikipedia or the dictionary for ghetto ghetto terminology. I know. So they had a whole video on like Ebon's World where they would say like they would they would say a thing in like you know plain English and then they would say the ghetto version of it. And one of them I mean, was like, "I admire fashionable running shoes." And he goes, "Drop them Nikes off your ass yeah. for a blast, you motherfucker." <laughs> Well, Big, I mean, rest in peace, Big L. But Big L has a song called Ebonics, and he raps the whole song about just that. He says, Dude, "Like I remember that video, so fucking funny." Yeah. He says, "Like you know, if you, if you got the dragon, you got bad breath. You know, it, you know, if you got jacked, that means you got robbed." And he says shit like that. Dude, but, I remember the Ebonics was so fucking hilarious. Bro, speaking of Ebon, my buddy sent me a text message today, uh, a video today from World Star Hip Hop. Remember World Star Hip Hop? Bro, I was like, bro, you are a thirty-one-year-old man. You're still watching thir- World Star Hip Hop. I am thirty-one years old. <laughs> I was like, damn, you're some, 
Mike, just go on YouTube or Instagram. You'll see it on, on one of those platforms. How old are you, kid? 11, 12? I am 31 years old. <laughs> God. What is that, Water Boy? <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, that, anyway. See, I knew I was going to turn into a good conversation. Yeah, it, was, it started off a little. It started off slow. It may feel uncomfortable. Do it. You know, we, we start off slow. But we knew we were going to get it. Well, we, we start off slow. But we're going to get it. We turn around. We start off slow. We, you ever see that video? No. <laughs> you never seen the kid, the high school football player? Oh, that's what I thought you were thinking about. <laughs> we start off slow. But I said, we're going to turn it. We're going to get it. We start off slow. But that's okay. You're going to start off slow sometimes. But then you're going to turn around. You're going to come on fast. But we start off slow. <laughs> just kept going and going. I was like, I need that guy as like a, a motivational speaker. Yeah. I would hire him just to speak Easily. to my team. Easily. Anyway, that's going to do it. We're going to go film some uh, shorts. Yeah. So if you like this video, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. So I don't know. I don't even know. You know what? YouTube now, even, I mean, please subscribe to the, you know, to the Burn Down Podcast YouTube channel. But subscribing isn't always guaranteeing that it's going to push our videos to the people who subscribe to. You know what? Share this fucking video. Share the video. Share this podcast. Drop a comment. I think like and comment is better than, well, obviously subscribe. You want to get more subscribers. But like and comment does more. Yeah. So please like this video if you liked it. Hit the subscribe button so you can see our videos or look for our videos and they pop up. And hit that bell, more importantly, to get notified when we do drop a podcast, do drop a new video or a short. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, whatever you're on, give us a a nice rating, five stars. Leave us a review. Uh, Check out our website, burndownpodcast.com. Become a member, $5 a month. We're almost at 80 members right now as of January. So thank you for all the subscribers and members. And uh, until next time, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. Chin chin. Salute.